Hey everybody, before we get started, I do have a small message from one of our fellow podcasters. Chris. Yes. How would you describe our podcast, Upper Middle Brow? Hmm. Let's see. We get together and uh, we ostensibly talk about books uh, and other works of fiction. Really, it's an excuse for us to hang out and, um, I mean, we really do talk about books, but it's like a hangout with my best friend where both of us end up enlarged uh, in ways that we didn't anticipate beforehand. Well, that was a very lovely way to put it. But if you strip it down to the basic format, mm -hmm. it's two guys talking about books or whatever they want to for a very long time which is <laughs> a, like a, a million other <laughs> podcasts so why is our podcast worth listening to if it is so similar to millions of podcasts in format yeah you know like you know that i am always skeptical about my own efforts of things uh, it's a hard question for you when i say why is our podcast good yes You're yeah like, it's very that's difficult yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like uh well, wait, 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 let me ask you this when are we at our best for Ooh. we i i would say that we are at our best when we are really getting into the nitty-gritty of how pieces of literature or culture work because I think it's something that you and I really think very hard about. He's, he's pushing the language a little bit more than somebody in that position would. What are the words that clue you into that reading? Like how do you pull that out of there and be like oh this is this is because it's complicated right? Satire is so complicated. Right. So first we have to sort out who's the target and I think in this case, the the mayor is the butt of the joke. The mayor and his ilk. Yes, exactly. That's brokers. exactly what. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be something like, and his feathered ilk or his tuxedoed ilk or right. something, you know, something like that. Right. So I think one side of our podcast that is really good is when we're deep in the weeds of what is this book? How does it work? How is it achieving the things that it's sort of setting out to do? Then I think the other pole at which we are our best, when we are essentially like building a tower of babble of hilarity. There's also, of course, the police song, Don't Stand So Close to Me, in which a teacher protagonist is uncomfortably attracted uh, to a student. Didn't know that. Don't stand. Didn't know that that was the uh, subtext of that song. It's not even really subtext. The first line is, young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. First. Yeah, that's From text. Memory. That's not subtext. <laughs> that's, <yeah. laughs> that's just text. So listener, if, if that sounds like something you'd like to listen to, our next season... Uh, is coming up really soon, and it is going to be about foodie films. Uh, and the first one is Babette's Feast. And you can listen to Upper Middle Brow at uppermiddlebrow.com or wherever in the very wide world you find your podcasts. Jesse Dukes is the host no. now. <laughs> so if you get a chance give them a listen thank you very much and back to our show Hey everybody, this is Jeff, your GM. Welcome back to the Big Campaign Podcast. I have with me today, 
Jesse and Marshall for a little side episode here as they head off separate from the rest of the party. Before we get into that, though, let's start with some lightsaber checks. Marshall. There. I, Marshall. I play Keegan, and my lightsaber is a nine. Jesse. Hey, everybody. I'm Jesse. I play as Oswald. I got a 14, which is just high enough. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So, as we last left off, you guys were finishing your continental breakfast. You decided that you two were going to be heading into the city to investigate Bishop Alchemy. Uh, versus the other part of the party, Fours and Lucius, you're going to be heading towards the gang's boot. Before you guys head out, is there anything you want to do at the St. Gant Hotel? Since the mission is coming from uh, whoever Lucius' on contact is. Ophelia? Ophelia, thank you. We should probably confirm whether we should reach out to Ophelia if we need anything, or if we should route things through, through Lucius, or what? That is a good idea. Because I, I don't think any of us have ever talked to Ophelia. Other than Lucius. I mean, you guys have the mission parameters. You guys know what you're supposed to get. I don't mm-hmm. That's because it's actually, it's through the system as an actual job, not the yeah. uh, off the books, uh, find our cop. Correct. Yeah. All right. No worries. Only thing is uh, get the stuff out of the room, redo my bandages, um, and then we can get on the road. I do, I'm probably present for at least some of that. I'm not just going to stand by as you're moving stuff and fooling your bandages. Actually, I'll um, have you, or ask you, hey, uh, Oswald, can you give me a hand with this? One of these uh, bullet wounds is a little farther back than I can reach well. <laughs> Seeing your very sloppy bandages, I will just wave your hands away and say, just just sit there for a minute. Let me let me fix this. Just, I okay. don't know, read a book or listen to, listen to some music or something. Okay. Um, I've got three cuts on my arms from the swords and a through-and-through bullet wound in my side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I see all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take all the bandages you did and just like wad them up and throw them away. <laughs> okay. I'll go scrounge from first aid kit and I get probably from the two hotel rooms together and, and I guess try and do a heel check for an hour to treat some deadly wounds and also fix your bandages. Awesome. Awesome. I got a 30 on the heel. All right. Excellent. That's high enough that you get to add your wisdom mod to the amount healed back to get a little extra healing for there. So that should be a total of eight HP. Awesome. Thank you. I am a little over half now. Don't forget that should also affect your uh, non-lethal, although you probably don't have any since you slept. Yeah, I don't think I had really any non-lethal. I didn't have my armor on me. <laughs> That's right. So it was it was just all lethal. <laughs> just, just a whole bunch of bullets and stabbings. Very well. So with the record packed, after an hour of getting bandaged up, you guys will be ready to hit the road from the Sword Eye District. You guys aren't heading back upon your same route, so you're not cutting south down through the Arferi and then back across the south part of Duskmanter. Uh, instead, it sounds like you guys are heading across the top, so passing by the incorporated areas of Northtown, Middleton, and Southburg. Those are the areas where the gang's boot will be taking place, but that's for the other group to find as you guys will start heading back towards the city. You still have hours to go, so what do you guys do? I mean, normally I would just be, like, listening to music and just kind of watching the miles go by. But this time, you can sit in the front. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Um, you do sit in the front? <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do that awkward shuffle thing where it's like, I'll get in the back because that's what I'm used to, and then I'll realize that it's really kind of silly because there's, like, multiple open seats between me and you in the driver's seat. So I'll climb up into the front, and I've still got all my gear on and everything, so I'm, like, sitting way forward in the seat and blocking your side mirror. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I will put on my seatbelt. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Based on last night, I see why you wear that thing basically 24 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, at least before we get into ship, and, you know, if I don't know if we're going to get into ship. Yeah, things... You should have known better, though. <laughs> like, we parked, and it was dark, and we knew there were security guards, and you're like, feh, I don't need that armor. We were just going to be looking out for a little while. I didn't want to... When have we ever just been looking out for a little while? I'm you learning know how that... Lucius is? <laughs> I'm, I'm learning that really quick. You guys get into a lot of trouble, or at least a lot of it comes at you. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that we're doing more stuff than just repoing. I don't know. I I get why we're doing these favors, and I get, like, we've got to deal with the whole challenge the company thing. But, boy, it was so much easier when we were just repoing stuff. There have been a lot of uh, extra work? Uh, I guess not. Maybe it's not so much that there's been a lot of extra work, so much as, like... The stuff we get asked to repo is just really weird stuff. It's not as simple as just, you know, 
getting the van back from the moon rat. Sometimes it's, hey, can you help us recover this weird otherworldly beast that's going to turn your leg into Swiss cheese or something? Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> that sounds, I don't know, yeah. more like nest control? <laughs> Animal control? I guess. I mean, if you ever, this is something I've learned. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know what they teach you in the jungle. But, uh, you know, if you're going into a dark room, make sure you look up. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, well, what kind of thing was it? Uh, like, you know, like an inside-out wolf the size of a horse with jelly instead of bones, and it, it uh, like, slaps its muscles up a wall to climb up, and then it bites you and and makes you start seeing and hearing shit and start drifting in and out of reality. One of those. You know, like an ember wolf, but not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's an ember wolf, but not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry I missed that one. Oswald will sort of like trail off, like he's reliving the event in his head. <laughs> uh, how how are you holding up from last night, Oswald? Uh, sorry I got a little close with that rocket. Uh, I'm, I'm fine, I guess. I, did you get close to that rocket? I didn't. I I didn't really notice. That's good. Um, <laughs> it it did like, get take, a little take close. Take a sip of like the shitty K cup coffee that I took from the motel. <laughs> If you didn't notice, then uh, that's probably for the best. But yeah, I got a little close with that. So sorry about that. I will definitely do better in the future. But I didn't get you, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. And I'll, I'll like, again, I'm, I'm now I'm reliving that event. <laughs> and after like 10 or 15 seconds, I'll finally realize, like, oh, wait, wh- how was it upstairs? What, y'all came down from the hill, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we came down from the hill um, when, um, oh. Lucia said there's two the two guys that showed up um, the, the blonde I know the guys you're talking about yeah yeah he, um, he said we needed to get in there uh, we tried to distract them and, and send them away with uh, Lucius did some sort of spider illusion uh, but oh. that just that just forced the other two guys into brew house 5 quicker so we um, scurried the fence and made our way over that way oh, I'm glad I turned that off then <laughs> Oh, did would you have the the cameras and stuff? No, no, I was going to turn the fence back on, or at least like oh, have yes. it be cycling on and off. <laughs> yes, I I am glad you turned that off and left it off. Yeah, <laughs> you would have thought of something. Yeah, we 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 had some other options at that point, but yeah, yeah, get in a groove basically. How was it down yeah. in the pits? <laughs> uh, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was real bad there was some spiders down there and there were people hooked up to machines that were getting taken over by throat worms and tried to bust them out and we did bust them out but they had already been taken over by the throat worms so they weren't people anymore so they started chasing us my eyes are getting like this really like far away thousand yard stare as i'm recounting it (laughs) and and then we were running and then there was those two guys at the front except one of them wasn't a guy. And then those other things were coming from the sides and spiders were coming too. And Forz was able to get past, but he was stuck at the top trying to get the door open. And I'm trying to distract everybody. There's the guy with the gun. The spiders are getting closer. And I think that's when we got there. Yeah, yeah, close close enough. <laughs> Lucius got inside and Forz came out and tackled a guy. Yeah. And then we went in for you. Yeah, because I was on the wall. Yeah, well, did you get dinged up too much? Uh, um, he'll kind of, like, look down at himself like <laughs> like he's, he hasn't actually assessed it before now. Um, I'm okay. I used up the, the healing vials in my suit. I'm still, uh, you know, I'm still a little hurt, but I think I'll be all right. That's good. I know Lucius mentioned a, uh, a doctor you guys use from time to time. Maybe we can touch base with him after all this is done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Um, I don't know anything about the budget for that, but we can. I think we've been getting paid at least for some of the jobs we've been doing lately. Not this last one, but well, heck, the one we're doing now, we're getting paid for that one. Yeah, and, and I mean, if we could just build a build a company. Sure, I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind, it works. <laughs> okay, is that that something you did in your last job? Just build a company. I mean. Really, in militaries. 
It's all government funded. Ah. But we'll worry about that bridge when we get to it. If we get to it. Yeah. Hey, you know anything about alchemical stuff? Um, like, not... say we were, you know, wandering around some kind of laboratory and we were supposed to find, like, important research having to do with alchemical formulas and such. You think you'd recognize it if you saw it? Um, I've, I've got a bit of experience with explosives and demolition. <laughs> not particularly a lot of alchemical stuff, but uh, if it falls in my purview, maybe. Okay. But I think this is more... Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> pharmaceutical related. Huh. Okay. So are you... Are Isn't you... it? Because it was, they were doing probably. research for... I mean, it's Umbaro, so probably it's for drugs, yeah. Was it Umbaro? I thought it was an Amon. So Amon loaned money to these bishop folks who were working on a formula for Umbaro. Ah, that's it. They're trying to get in with Umbaro. So yes, probably. Yeah, and we're supposed to go get the research. Yeah. There's some main data and a data chip and probably other stuff too, but... Uh, it sounds a lot to me like we're just going to try and get as much information as we can, hope that we grab the right stuff and get out. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe we can, like, find somebody who works there and convince them to tell us. Could be. We got a couple days. We can stake it out if we need to. Yeah. And there's also the checking out Vancey Investments while we're down there. Right. Do you want the to do address that? should be fairly close so we can we can swing by the property and see what's, what's there. If it's just a... Yeah, I'm super curious about that. I know... Lucius trusts Matilda. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't know her that well. I mean, she's fine, probably. She's kind of a jerk to me, but I think she's just kind of a jerk to most people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say, that's, that's that's the vibe she gives off. Yeah, but I also think, like, she's she's the type of person who's just gonna, like, put things in motion and do what she can to, to make things happen for herself and do what's best for her. And I think she's probably willing to... Maybe not intentionally harm Lucius, that I'm not sure about, but she sure seems willing to risk Lucius's safety and financial well-being. So I, I don't think she's that concerned with Lucius coming out of this all that well off. Yeah. Because otherwise she would have brought him in on the scheme, right? Possibly, unless she was just thinking about herself for that. Yeah. I just can't decide whether I think she was behind the assassination attempt or not. Ah. Uh. Some days I wake up and I like, yeah, it was it was for sure her. Like, who else could it have been? And then other times it's like, well, no, that doesn't that doesn't track with what she's trying to do. There must be somebody else involved we're not thinking about. Yeah. Well, there was two attempts: one on uh, one on Lucius and one on uh, Orion within mm -hmm. just a few days. Yeah, I really want to look into the one on Orion. That's probably what I'll do next day off we have. Not like a good idea. I need to want to look into that one on Lucius. We can compare notes. Yeah, I I got up to where the shot was fired from, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time there, so I didn't get a chance to really look around and see if there's much clues. Was it a well-trafficked area, or...? Yeah, it was up on a high-rise. We were we were down on the street buying a hot dog, and somebody took a shot from, like, the 20th floor of a high-rise, something like that. Okay, so any evidence might be gone by now. Yeah, probably. I mean, it has been a... Yeah, it's been a while. As you guys are driving down the freeway, you'll see the well-lit and bright billboard for the new Secret of McKeith Casino opening this weekend. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it has a fun robotic spider-looking man with the front half holding a staff as he's shaking it angrily at oh. uh, multiple cherries all lined up. I, I see that billboard and I just reflexively like look away from it. And then I look back at it, and I just can't stop looking at it until it's out of view. People speed by as you guys are approaching the weekend. You guys still have hours left to go, uh, but it's not heavy traffic coming into the city. But this is a different part of town than you've seen before, as you're still next to the spider forest, still hours away before entering Dusk Banter proper. What should I imagine you guys have on the radio? I probably did not turn on the radio this time, which is... I don't know how well Keegan knows me, but that's not like me. <laughs> Yeah, you usually listen to music, um, but I don't think I would have turned the radio on specifically right away because as we, we were talking, sorry to away, but as we see the um, the casino sign, both our minds are going different places with uh, <laughs> Oswald's fear and me with like, oh great, another place for my dad to show up and do something. <laughs> <laughs> I will turn on the radio now, actually, and, and see if there's a news station. I want to see if there's anything about the guy on the freeway from last night. Okay. Painting the freeway with a broom. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Oswald, if you don't mind checking your data pad, see if there's anything about sure. that guy from last night. 
might be easier than hoping for a random radio or a newscast. <laughs> you hear the monotone voice of Savori Asmari, a uh, newscaster uh, that just handles radio shows and kind of your uh, your NPR sort of vibe. Okay. As, you, as you guys will cut in. As the riots continue at our ferry, as workers begin amassing outside of closed-down factories and buildings, the violence is beginning to escalate. Official city representatives, including Estelle Del Rose, had this to say. <laughs> as it cuts into a familiar voice to some of you, <laughs> as she begins to explain that these workers are once again finding reasons to hold up and stop progress. The Arferi District would be handling much better if these lazy vagabonds would stop setting fires and causing crime, and instead focus their efforts towards working. It cuts back to Savori. We will continue to update as possible as this situation escalates. Rumors, of course, in Sword Eye of corruption within the Seekers continue to abound without much information yet to back it up. In World News, in the District of Grenfjord, the Corza Library has suffered a massive massacre that is currently so far dealt with 35 dead perpetuals and at least 40 more wounded. Oh, dang. Unknown support to mercenary groups is believed to be the reason behind this. Amon Advancements continues with their lockdown and checking their borders, as recently Mon Air has now been denied flights into the greater Zerain area. Rumors north of Vernon Isles have now confirmed that there is a large leviathan-esque beast that is currently in the water. <laughs> there are links on the website to show you the amateur video recorded on HCOM of a large Selene freighter disappearing beneath the waves. <laughs> this is Avori with your top of the hour news at noon. I wonder what's going on in the world these days. The world's a big place. I'd say kind of absentmindedly as I'm trying to look up about this, like, much smaller scale story of a guy painting on the freeway with a broom. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a computer use check. Hooray! I do it. I got an eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunately with that eight, as you're trying to look it up, between the current worker riots in the Arferi District and the Sword Eye Seeker Corruption story, the idea of a guy doing graffiti on, uh, on the freeway just is not coming up. Like, you're you're not skilled enough to find it amongst all the other noise, unfortunately. Yeah, I would need to take a lot more time essentially trying to take 20 to track this down. Mm -hmm. And you're not as familiar as, like, Fours is with using the forums. And... Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going on, like, all these clickbaity pages and <laughs> finding all kinds of nonsense and then having to track down and realize, like, oh, this is not real. Yeah. Get distracted by other things. Guy on freeway last night. Mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably eventually get distracted by looking at like in-world maps of the area around Orion's business because I'm still trying to figure out like I'm trying to plot geographically if there was a shooter that shot into that building, where would they have gone then? Like what's the nor like the natural escape path? Okay. Yeah, I guess if you're looking at maps, let's all bust out everyone's favorite skill that comes up in every campaign that everyone's ever ran. Don't pretend it hasn't. A knowledge geography. <laughs> Hooray. Oh, man. I got a res I rolled a 20, but it's untrained. So do with that as you will. Total of 20. <laughs> my mistake. It is a great roll. You're looking around. You can probably get to about five or six buildings. That makes sense. I know I'd do a lot better if I was actually out there in person checking this out. Yeah, but these are also buildings that, based on what you're looking up, based on the height of them, they qualify for what you're looking for, but maybe you wouldn't have thought of them as targets if you were there in person. Yeah. Right, like, once once you're seeing, like, okay, this building is tall enough, and from this distance could make that shot, but compared to, like, these other buildings around it, you probably didn't even consider this one. Like, who would have shot from the top of this radio tower, or things like right. that, you know? So it's definitely reduced the area you'd be searching in. Okay, cool. Yeah, if, if Keegan doesn't break me out of my, my focus, this is probably how I'll just continue to spend the next few hours just looking at maps and also, like, when I remember to, I'll, like, browse around other news stories and get distracted and not find anything about the guy brooming the freeway. <laughs> I won't say anything for a little while, just listen to the radio a bit more. After a while, I kind of realize Oswald's not looking at the... <laughs> looking for the news anymore, <laughs> he's looking at maps. <laughs> just, let him, just let him do his thing for a little bit. 
Yeah, absolutely. This far in, the spider forest is still technically the spider forest, but there's no spiders here. There's not the webbing that you see. Um, <laughs> imagine more kind of smaller getaway villages. Yeah, like timeshares okay. and condos and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine as of right now, like, as you're passing there, as you're kind of gotten out of the area that spiders would be, it's turning into more timeshare areas, though they're not well taken care of. Go ahead and give me your guys' perception. Uh, Oswald? <laughs> I was about to say, Oswald, you'll have a minus four because you're distracted. But yeah, I, think that, I think that nat one really brings it together. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, I got a 16. All yeah, a total of 11 with my nat one before Perfect. any penalties I have for looking at a screen. <laughs> nope, that'll do just fine. Yeah, so, I mean, Keegan, you're driving. You don't have time to really focus on these things, but you do look over. And even though these kind of uh, worn-down timeshares, they aren't taken care of, right? The people probably don't use them as much anymore, so they've been repurposed into temporary housing uh, for people. But you will see painted along the side of these homes that faces the freeway a symbol that does look very much like what was painted on the freeway that you saw briefly as you guys drove by. Though you still don't know what it is, you don't recognize the language, nor do you recognize what it's trying to say, as it is sloppily done, uh, but you do see that painted in massive blue paint, that huh. symbol again. Um, if I've got time, I want to try and take a picture of it really quick. I mean, you're driving the car and trying to uh, trying to pull this <laughs> yeah. off. Well, well, Oswald's clearly buried in this uh, data pad. All right, you're able to snap a picture that's clear enough that you can show it off uh, okay. for other people. Yeah, I wasn't trying to get something good, just just to get an image of what it what it is in case it pops up again. Billboards of saving squids and travel cat advertisements for movies yet to come out. Bands coming up and playing. Large holograms and illusion spells cast to give you fun ideas of vacation spots that you may not have ever considered. All pass and illuminate the freeways as you guys keep driving here through this early part of the day. Yep. Eventually, I'll probably switch to reading like a Sarah McMagillion pirate adventure or comic book on my my screen or something. Um, at some point, um, I will be Oswald. Mm. When? Yeah. When did your parents adopt you? Uh, I was about ten. Okay. And you were in the orphanage the whole time before that. As long as I can remember. Was it was it a pauldron orphanage or were they someplace no. else? No. Uh, I'm thinking back. I think the orphanage was was out here somewhere. I don't think Dusk Banter. But somewhere over here, yeah. No, my my parents came down into into the orphanage to I don't know. I guess pick a kid. That's a really weird way to think about it, but I guess that's what they did. <laughs> and they picked me. Okay. I really thought about what that must have been like from their point of view. That's really weird. <laughs> 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 Is that what people do when they adopt? They just go shopping for a kid? Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, I I figure at least in this world most kids who end up in one of the orphanages just eventually graduate from the orphanage. Like, it's, I think it's fairly rare that people actually get adopted from them. That's always the impression I've had. Yeah, an orphanage boarding school type thing where you just... Yeah. So, yeah, they, they got you from an orphanage in uh, Dusk Banter, probably? I guess it could have been Dusk Banter. I don't really remember. I just know it was the Rayland Orphanage. I didn't get any mail or anything, so I didn't see an address. Ah. And they didn't really let us out to, like, explore around outside very much. Wow. But it was fine. You know, I had a place to sleep and live, and I wasn't cold, and I got fed. You know, it's a lot better than being out on the street. Indeed. And then everything got a lot better when my parents got me. It was, it was really nice meeting your parents and, and uh, being invited to the festival of families. Hmm? Yeah, you've, my parents are pretty great. You've, you've got some good ones there. Hmm? What about your parents? Well, my... No idea what about my mom. Dad never talked about her much, but and what he said was never kind. Mm. Uh, I don't even know if she's alive. Um, that but sucks. with uh, with my dad, it was growing up on the move, living in hotels, apartments for weeks at a time, back of a car, back of a truck. Huh. Um, it was a lot of uh, moving around to where my dad would find work. Um, wasn't not a bad guy or. or, or like an abusive or bad father is just I don't think he ever wanted to be a father and he got stuck with me so I just kind of was there okay. and I really hadn't haven't spoken to him since I went into the military uh, but he messaged yesterday Oh, saying he needs 5,000 credits <laughs> oh <laughs> is he 
in trouble? Uh, he, I asked him where he was, and he didn't get back to me on that. I told him I didn't have that kind of money. Um, I haven't heard anything back yet from him, so um, I might shoot another message once we stop, get into town, but I don't, I don't know if I'd even want to help him if I could at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess families can be complicated. Yeah, I mean, the work wasn't always legal either, so I got to meet a bunch of interesting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that sounds about right too. I know that... <laughs> I don't know for sure whether everything we do is legal for Lucius. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure at least most of it is. <laughs> but uh, I'm not sure that all of it is. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to the, the repo contracts and what we're legally allowed to do. And with my mercenary license, that expands it. Mm, so it's, like, it's more gray area rather than drawing more lines. I believe so, yeah. Mm. Not that I really intend to use the... the the full force of the mercenary license i don't not really trigger happy but you know yeah yeah i know what you mean i don't like hurting people either i don't mind hurting people i just don't want to kill anybody yeah that's that makes sense too i guess <laughs> you know hey, sometimes you, i sometimes i make bad decisions and or decisions too fast i guess and you know yeah. stuff goes sideways people get hurt yeah i mean there's there's always ways to get hurt yeah but it's different if it's somebody doing it to you you know True, true. There's a difference of going out to hurt somebody versus defending yourself in a situation. Yeah. Then you can't you can't be prepared for everything. Sometimes accidents happen. People get really hurt. Yeah. Or you. Or dead. Or dead. Yeah. But you get that in the military. Even when there was yeah. no wars, you know, missions and things happen. I don't. I don't know if I could have done the military. That that sounds way too intense. Now it's you don't really have a choice. You, well, yeah. Mm. Mandatory for everybody. But you learn skills, you learn trades, uh, different avenues you can go into. It's they train you for everything. The the military basically unlike unlike here, um, military runs ambulances, fire, police for everybody. So you get right. trained and put in places, and you're either active military or when you're when you're done, or you find yourself a job. Mm. I just want to get away. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So I came here. So you don't really have a choice whether to participate or not, but because everybody participates, it gives everybody else more choices about how they're living their life in between. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Oswald will chew on that for a bit. <laughs> As you guys drive for a bit in silence, you'll pass by a billboard for next exit, Bombs for Bros. <laughs> Brightly colored sign and happy looking bullet mascot. We need to stop there. Didn't you say you wanted to get more rockets or grenades or yeah if, if, grenades. even if i can't afford it at the moment i want to get another rocket for this thing and and i wouldn't mind getting a demolitions kit okay i, I could get a slushy or something <laughs> awesome so yeah we'll take the exit and head into bond for bombs for bros yeah pulling off the exit you guys will drop into more city-esque traffic the light of the sun shadowed by the large buildings as you guys are now officially kind of in the dusk banter area but it is not hard to pull into the parking lot for Bombs for Bros. Across the way is a small mart where you can get yourself slushy. Is that, this, this isn't the one we stopped at on the way out of town, right? No, no. Okay. This one looks like a smaller one. Okay. Um, you want to get the slushy? You want to come in with me? or? Yeah, I'll go get a slushy. Okay. I'll head into Bombs for Bros. I'll take the rocket with the, I'll take the rocket launcher with me. Okay. <laughs> I need rock <laughs> this. It's like, it's like taking the light bulb to the hardware store. It's like, I need this type of light bulb, please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as you enter in to the Bombs for Bros, everyone's favorite local area, BFB. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you'll be approached by the human lady you'll see on her name tag. It says Darlene. And she'll welcome to Bombs for Bros. How can we help? Uh, behind hey. the counter, you see a smaller Lykel, and she's wearing like eight different sets of earrings on both sides of ears. And their name tag says Harixa. Okay. I'll say good afternoon. I am looking to get some extra rockets for this. And I will walk over and put it on the counter. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Darlene will come up and take a look as well. Uh, Harixa will stand up and peek over at it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, not a problem. We have those. How many are you looking to buy today? I'm also interested in a demolitions kit. Um, I'd like to get some prices. Is it an entertainment demolitions kit or is this going to be used for business? Business. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, if you're looking for your basic Claymore, we have those for 2,500 credits. 
If you're okay. looking for kind of build it yourself, fragmentation demolition kits, others going for a thousand credit. Okay. Uh, what about the the rockets? Are you looking for just your standard rocket, or are you looking for a static one? Uh, let's go with standard. Okay. Yeah, we have those going right now. They are at six hundred credits. Though you can buy two, get one free. Okay. Okay. So get a kit, and two rockets, one free. Mm-hmm. Does that sound doable? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cool. That makes uh, sense. It's been a while since Lucius has explicitly paid us. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Other than that, is there anything else that we can help you with today? Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, Harixa, of course, will offer. Could we sign you up for the Bombs for Bros reward program? Do you have a punch card? Is this, <laughs> does it cost anything, or is it just my information? Just your information. It's not going to get sold to a mon or anything, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Their silence confirms your suspicions. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll sign it up with the um, uh, with bold requisitions number and address. Just put Lucius in there. <laughs> Across the street, as Oswald dodges between a few vehicles, you'll enter in, hearing that familiar ding as you go into the mark. The halfling behind the counter lowers their newspaper before he puts it back up. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna get two big slushies. One of them cola for me, and one of them that's a mix of cherry and blue raspberry for Keegan. And probably grab some food too, like some snacky stuff one of those terrible, like, convenience store sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> the kind where they put all the toppings on the edge of the sandwich so it looks good yeah, when you open it. exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'll get a couple of those, too. <laughs> like a bag of chips. Like one of the, like, a big bag of chips. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, the halfway will give you back your change as you head out. A couple people will walk by as you go back across the street to meet up with Keegan. And Keegan is slushy. Um, I will finish putting the boxes in the back of the wrecker and take the slushy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I got a sandwich in here, too, for you if you want it. Oh, sweet. So thanks. And some chips to share. I'll do that, like, annoying thing where I won't open the bag of chips, like, the way that you ought to. I'll just, like, go, and we'll... <laughs> you know, it's like a... you were in a like we're in a junior high cafeteria. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I signed, uh, signed us up for the rewards program at Bond for Bros. Oh, how does that work? I'm like, eating, eating a terrible ham sandwich. <laughs> We buy enough bombs, we get rewards points. <laughs> okay. Well, how many rewards points do you need for a bomb? I don't know. It's always kind of ambiguous. <laughs> so if you ever, if you're ever at Bombs for Bros, use the uh, old requisitions number. I'm only half listening. I, I kind of shrug. I'm opening up my sandwich to put a bunch of chips inside the sandwich. <laughs> Cutting through the city here, you're getting more directed advertisements, new signs for the latest HCOM soon to be available. <laughs> advertisements for various personal hedron vehicles brands and styles but you will see also the now beginning to be common propaganda of remember to keep a watchful eye out for things like prism and other dangerous beings amon cares amon wants you safe that gives me a warm fuzzy feeling inside amon wants us safe hmm. don't think i would react too strongly one way or the other that it's like, oh, okay, I'm on. Thanks, there's these bad guys called Prism out there. Whatever. I've never seen a Prism. I think Gore had trouble finding anything on Prism, too. So it's just kind of this nebulous Prism. Maybe Amon's just making them up. It must be something if Amon's doing all this all this propaganda for it. I mean, nah. Amon, Amon does this kind of thing sometimes, don't they? They, like, just make shit up so they can, like, stir people up and pass some new law that gets them an advantage and, you know, 5% in the stock market or something. Well, that's why we count as a house now. Yeah, see? So maybe this is some more of that. Or maybe Prism's a real thing. Like, you never know. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's not even on our radar. So let's, um, if we see anything, report it. Yeah. If I have to fight a Prism, then I'll care. You can see the graffiti starting of people drawing on these posters, these warning posters. Uh, people, you know, spray painting across buildings that are being cleaned. Fuck St. Arcani. Fuck them on. Occasionally, you will see graffiti for Meshgal, images of a blue flower on fire. But this is part of the city that you guys don't normally come to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is obviously, of course, closer to where the gang's mood is, so it makes sense you're going to see more of this. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But yeah, where are you guys off to first? Oswald, if you don't mind checking the addresses, we see what's, see which is closer, whether we get to uh, um, Bishop Alchemy or the Vancey Investments. All right. I'll look those up and see which one is closer. Yeah, looks like Vancey Investments is closer than Bishop Alchemy is. Sweet. <laughs> then I don't have to lie to Keegan. <laughs> we will stop there on the way to Bishop Alchemy then. All right. 
Uh, isn't it uh, getting to be evening at this point? Like, not quite sundown, but close? Uh, you guys had left pretty early um, after breakfast. Okay, never mind that. Five, five to six hours of driving, so you guys now are pushing about 3 or 4 p.m. Okay, cool. Getting caught in that uh, in that Friday traffic now. <laughs> Man, Friday traffic's the worst. I can't get any momentum on my board. Following to the address, you'll find a large office building. Looks like Vancey Investments is on the fifth floor. All right. All right. We got a plan here, or are we just going in and looking around? We're asking questions. I, I don't know. Uh, help me get my armor on. <laughs> okay. I'm not putting anything past. <laughs> yep, I will help you put your armor on. <laughs> I don't need to drive in it, but I'd, I'd rather wear it in if we're just if we're looking at stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the plan is just to check out what the address is, whether it's an actual front or just an address or just a door or, or see what's here. Yeah, and we know Matilda quote-unquote owns Vancian Investments, yeah? Correct. Yeah. But we also know that it's not necessarily even a real business. Also correct. So, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Armor up uh, tracks for me. Okay. Guess we go up to the front door and, or the, yeah, the, the door of the office building and see if it's unlocked. It's before five o'clock on a Friday at an office building. Yeah, you walk right in. The front desk person will look up for a moment, make the eye contact as though they have questions, but uh-huh. You guys look like you know where you're going. They're not going to yep. stop you. And we'll head to the elevators and look for. Is it one? Of, is there one of those boards that say where it's at? Yep. Like sweet, sweet number. <laughs> yep. Okay. Fifth floor, suite five oh six. Yeah, the standard Amon jingle plays in the background as this is an Amon owned building. Mm. They own the building and rent the spaces out. Correct. Yeah, makes sense. As you guys arrive at the fifth floor, it is fairly quiet up here and empty. Except for a distant uh, HCOM, you can hear going off, muffled behind doors. Like ringing? Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll head over to 506. Mm-hmm. I look up as we exit the elevator. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah, as you look up, you see that styrofoam paneling thing that mm-hmm. all these buildings have and the luminescence of uh, halogen lights. Yeah, I squint at it because I know that's probably a drop ceiling and there still could be something hiding up there. <laughs> As you guys approach Suite 506, go ahead and give me your perception checks. I knew it. I am going to spot a monster in the ceiling. <laughs> Good old ceiling monsters. Total of 27. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a one. You know, as long as we trade off who gets the ones, we should be okay. As long as one of us is staying something. So I'm, I'm focusing on other things, not the, not the fancy Lancing investments. Yeah, Keegan is approaching slowly with methodical uh, intent, military training, ready for action. Oswald, <laughs> in his panic state, looking for monsters that may or may not be there. <laughs> oh, they're there. Just a question whether or not I'll see them. So between the, uh, what is it, the slightly opaque glass that sections off where Vancey Investments is, you can see it on the door, the big VI, you'll catch a glimpse of somebody that is in that room. In that office area, right? Like, if you were to open that door and walk into the suite, there should be somebody in there. Keegan does not recognize this. But you can tell that the ringing is coming from in here. Okay. So it looks like there's a there's a person in there? Yes. And as you guys approach, All right. with that 27, you can definitely see that person stops moving. Mm. I grab Keegan's shoulder, because I imagine Keegan's in front of me right now. Like, just kind of, like, walking towards the door. Yeah. I grab your, I reach up, 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 and grab your shoulder. <laughs> and I'll just signal to you, like, like I'll hold up a finger, like, hold on a second. Okay. And I want to go check the door for any evidence that it's been forced. As you take a look at it, it does not look like it has been forced in any way. Mm. Are the lights on in the office? They are. Okay. I'm going to, seeing see Oswald acting like this, I'm going to pull out my pistol. <laughs> Yeah, in the background. Bring, 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 bring. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can like point at the figure that we can kind of see through the, through the uh, translucent glass and make sure that okay. Keegan is tracking that they're there. Yeah, pointed out, Keegan, you can see that shape. You can see that humanoid shape that seems to be trying to stay still slash move behind the desk. Okay. Yeah. You got a sliver at some point, right, Keegan? You did. We did. Yeah, get yeah, this happen? yeah. We've okay, we've got, got a sliver. We can we can speak to each other now without, without being out loud. 
Yeah, I was like, that. whoever that is, they were moving around until we got in the hallway, and now they're trying to, I don't know, be still and hide or something. You want to go in with me kicking the door in and just... Well... They're not answering the phone either. Yeah, which means they don't work there, or they're ignoring a call. It doesn't look like the door's been forced, but it could have been just unlocked. I'm worried that if we if we go in normal-like, that they're going to bolt. They're going to go out a window and just run. But I'm also worried that if we kick down the door, that we're just... <laughs> See, you small, know? small side thing. Do I understand that Oswald believes that someone's going to jump out the fifth floor window? Yes. Because <laughs> Oswald could. <laughs> because he's seen that happen before. <laughs> For all he knows, this is the assassin again. <laughs> or it's that, that mysterious figure he saw flying around above the streets of Dusk Panther, which may be the same person. So, yeah. <laughs> Oswald totally believes that whoever's in this office might jump out a fifth floor window. <laughs> Just had to make sure. <laughs> we don't even know if the door's locked, do we? I will try and open the door quietly. Like, if it's unlocked, I'll try and turn the handle and, like, try and open it slowly. The handle slowly turns and unlocks. I will level off my pistol and walk in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is way more than we thought we were going to find, so I will level off my pistol and kind of look in. As you walk into the well-lit <laughs> suite, uh, you see there is a desk here, fold-out table. Upon that table, an HCOM that is tethered into the system, so it's a landline, as a stapler will come flying across at you, <laughs> bouncing off the door near your shoulder as the olive-skinned woman with red hair screams in panic at your tactical armor with a pistol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and sitting on the desk in front of her is an unwrapped uh, wine basket. Ah, uh, okay. Oswald. Uh-huh. You have seen this woman before once, maybe twice. This is Lauren Moldest, Matilda Estebold's assistant. Okay. I will grab Hegan's arm and say, it's it's okay. She's not a threat, I don't think. Okay. She holds the ruler in a threatening fashion, as well as a pen in her offhand. Uh, I will holster my pistol and put my hands up like, sorry. Yeah. Lauren, hi. We, we work for Lucius. Matilda's brother? Uh, yeah, she'll she'll lower her makeshift weapons and fours. <laughs> no, I'm I'm Oswald, uh, and this is Keegan. I don't think you've met Keegan. He's new. Hello. Yes. Uh, hello. Sorry about the stapler. Sorry about the pistol. Sorry um, about being creepy. <laughs> yeah, she'll visibly relax and get in. Close the door. Close the door. Okay. Uh, okay. And she'll stand in front of the desk, kind of blocking view of the wine basket and. Tries to, she adjusts kind of her blouse and dress uh, a little bit and welcome to Fancy Investments. How can I help you both? <laughs> I'm like clearly trying to like lean around and look behind her at the wine basket. <laughs> she does that thing where she kind of leans with you. Like, mm. <laughs> which gives Keegan a full view of the wine basket. <laughs> right. So it looks like Lucius and Matilda are in the same boat? Well, we already knew that. I know, but she's being cagey. <laughs> Who, Matilda or Lauren? <laughs> <laughs> the one yeah. standing in front of the basket. Oh, God. What if this Matil this is Matilda who's put on a disguise to look like Lauren? I think she'd be bitchier to us. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> but yeah, Lauren will, just under a lot of pressure right now, what are you guys doing here? Look at Keegan like I'm not really sure how much information to share with this person. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't, I didn't expect to find anybody here. We got a basket, too. And... We heard that maybe you guys had, or were gonna, and we thought maybe we'd kind of compare notes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and give me a diplomacy. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I did put a rank in this, I think. Did I put a rank in this? I did put a rank in this. That's good, because oh. I'm not good at it. Okay. I got an 18. Hooray. Okay. Yeah, she'll, we're, we're all assistants here, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> assistant bodyguard. Assistant, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, Lauren. All right, uh, yeah, I mean... But you guys had that dinner, right? Matilda told me it went well. Really? It didn't change anything. I mean, I guess it didn't go bad, but Matilda didn't really seem like she had a good time. She's still working through a lot of stuff. Her therapist says she's doing better. <laughs> huh. That's good. Okay. But yeah, no, the dinner was about the basket we got. Oh, okay. I mean, we haven't opened this one yet, so technically 
it hasn't started for us yet. Yeah, I know. There's a there's a whole like timing thing and a clock involved, and yeah, that's that's kind of part of why we wanted to compare notes, I guess. The arcane seal on the wine lets you know when it's open to start the clock. Yeah. Um, that's partially why I'm here, is because Matilda asked me while she went to take care of some personal business to get rid of the wine basket, um, and I don't know what to do. Does it work that way? Can you? Hmm. I guess I don't know. I mean, yes and no, right? Like, what if I bury this somewhere and somebody breaks it and then it turns on the enchantment? Or what if I hand this off to somebody and they open it and then it starts the clock and we don't know the clock started? Right. Uh, Why not? How long has how long has Matilda been gone? She got back from her vacation a little bit ago, and then she said she had something to do um, north of Sordai. She she said she and her friend uh, were going to go find. Uh, Find a shrine. Okay. Did she? When she said, "Hmm," what I'm thinking about, <laughs> Lauren, is I wonder if Matilda wasn't so much asking you to get rid of the wine basket as she was just transferring the wine basket to you. I don't know how these things work, so I don't know if that's even a thing you can do. But that would be pretty awful. She'd have to fire me because I work for her. So if I open it, it's well, still her problem. Unless she. Some like gives you the company, right? But if she gives me the company, then they'd have to give me another wine basket, would they? Yeah, I think if yeah, think if it's addressed to advancing the investments, if, then if but if the company changes hands, especially if that happens before you open the basket, right? If you open the wine bottles, this seems like maybe this could work, or maybe you could argue that it works in a in a court or something. I don't know. Uh, did you did you didn't sign any like paperwork? Do you think maybe she gave you the company? Lauren, like, before she skipped town? Like, is that a thing that maybe could have happened? Is the phone still ringing? The phone is still ringing behind you guys. Okay. I mean, I I, I could check. We could check. We'd have to catch the registry, but Fancy Investments isn't... Fancy Investments isn't a registered company. That's the problem. It wasn't supposed to be a company yet. Uh, Matilda right. hadn't finished moving the debt around for Xavier and, and Lucius. Right. Well, it can't be open now, right? Well, right, that's, I mean... Yeah, that's the whole problem. You, correct, and lying about but, a company would get Matilda put away for a long time. Well, only if it's her name associated with the company. Right, but all... Uh, <laughs> if the paperwork hasn't been filed yet, then her name isn't associated with any paperwork yet, right? Her work with Bold Financial, she's been approving a lot of loans for fancy investments. But that's all work she's done for Bold Financial. Correct. That, that doesn't tire to Vancian. Not until they come looking for it, of course, right? And I mean, find you here by yourself with a wine basket. Are you okay, Lauren? <laughs> this I'm worried for you. <laughs> who's who's on the phone? Or who keeps calling? <laughs> She'll look at you and... Uh, people? Uh, I mean, we set this up so they have a number to call, but it doesn't go anywhere. We check the messages once a month or so. And why were you so on edge? Well, because I don't know what to do with this thing. And she points at the wine basket. Like, I'm getting rid of this thing. Okay. And, and the phone's ringing. And, you know, you guys broke in here with guns. Well, we opened the door. But, yeah. And you know you're not locked, right? Well, I didn't think anyone would be coming to the office of my boss's fake company at 5 <laughs> o'clock on Friday. <laughs> that's that's fair. Plus, Ooh, this all would have been fine had Toger Crow not eating shit on the news. What's Hoger Crow got to do with it? A lot of the money that he ended up investing and stealing was going to be paid out to companies that the lawsuit and everything was supposed to eventually come back to us. Oh, it's a big like money laundering thing. This was going to wipe out Toger's debt and he was going to be in the clear. Fancy was going to get paid for it because they're just a front. Everybody winds up happy except for the people that Toger actually owes money to. Right. And Matilda and I worked out that because Vancian would get this payout, the excess wealth there would get rid of the debt that Xavier and Lucius had. Well, maybe. Or he just gets funneled back out and just rinse and repeat. Just let Vancian keep doing that. Once we make Vancian a company, Bull Financial can purchase it and collect from the loans that it had already loaned out to these people at a new interest rate. Yes. I don't know. I, I didn't go to school for any of this stuff. This all sounds super shady to me. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, me as the player, it's like, no, that's not what's going on here at all, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, Lauren will look you in. Well, of course it's super shady. All of this is fine until you get caught. Well, you've been caught, like, 
somebody caught you by giving you the basket. I don't know if they caught us. They had to have. Like, otherwise there wouldn't be fancy investments written on that card. Well, right. doesn't... But if they knew we weren't a company, why didn't they just turn us in? Right. A storm owes a lot of money to fancy investments. So he can acquire the company. His debt goes away. Mm-hmm. So he might not even know it's a front company. He just wants his debt to be gone. Yeah, because you can't owe money to yourself. Right. That's still weird, though, because then, like, why the timing? Why is he going after three companies at once? He's an ambitious man. Yeah. He figured we'd all just roll over and say, okay. But even so, why not do it one at a time? I don't know. His own hubris? Like, let's just do this? Plus, that doesn't that doesn't explain the connection between Vance Investments and Bold Requisitions. You know, the whole Matilda-Lucius connection. Like, he must know that a connection of some kind exists there. It, it's too wild of a coincidence for him to be going after two companies owned by a brother and a sister and not know that they're connected. He knows they're siblings. Maybe he's thinking if he has bold requisitions, he has more leverage for fancy investments. Lauren would kind of step in at that, like, so it is implied through the fancy contract that bold requisitions will collect any debts outstanding. Oh, so if... If Orion owes money to Vancey and Investments and doesn't pay, bold, we are supposed to go collect. Yes. Okay. Matilda was going to pay you, of course. Of, of course, but... <laughs> Does Lucius know this? I'll kind of look at you and shrug. <laughs> Lauren kind of looks at both of you and does that slight head tilt of like, no. <laughs> I mean, it never was supposed to come to this, right? Right, yeah. But it, this is where we're at now. Yes, this is where we're at, Oswald. Okay, how about this, Lauren? Uh, can we see whatever paperwork you got as far as like how far Vancian got towards becoming a real company and the the nature of the contracts they've got with Orion, especially? Like, let's let's get some paperwork here because we're trying to figure out a way to get out of this without you know going to war. All the paperwork's at Matilda's condo. Of course, we, it is. Do, do you know when Matilda's coming back? She said she wouldn't be gone more than a day or two. Okay. And you're, are you going to be here the whole time she's gone with the basket? Good God. Lauren kind of looks at you exasperated like, I thought about that. Maybe. I mean, uh, I, there's a bathroom down the hallway. I, I just needed to figure out what to do. How about... There's nothing in this office but you and that HCOM and that basket. Like, there's no paperwork in the... Like, this is just... There's no paperwork in the cabinets. There's nothing. She looks a little annoyed, but, I mean, I have a stapler, a ruler... Pen, a desk, two chairs, a table. But nothing in the desk, right? She'll pull out, like, blank papers and... Sure. It's probably got, like, letterhead on it, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And this HCOM, it's here, but you never answer it. Uh-huh. How about we take <laughs> you and the basket... Uh-huh. ...to bold requisitions, and you stand the weekend there till Matilda gets back. You could even leave, leave a little note for her on some of that nice letterhead you've got. Mm-hmm. I think there's an extra room or two. There's at least a cot... And the basket will be safe there. Yeah, we'll put it next to ours. <laughs> she seems to be liking the idea here, but I am going to need the diplomacy. One of you can aid. Whoever wants to take lead on it. Um, I think it makes sense that Keegan rolls because it was his idea. So I'm, I'm just oh, kind of like, no. I'm, not, I'm just like nodding along. I know mechanically it makes way more sense for me to do the roll, but this was your proposal. So I think it's your roll. It was. Oh, God. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I got a 15 to successfully aid. And I got a nine. She responds back like, I I don't think I could do that. That that sounds bad, right? Like, we can't take the basket out of here. I don't know why and not. Plus, and plus, go to go to bold requisitions. I mean, if the seal is still intact, bold requisitions already, I mean, we, we're already in it. So now we're not in it, but not the war yet. So, yeah, there's already people there. There's no, there's nothing tying you or this basket to staying here in this office. She kind of starts pacing back and forth between the fold-out table and the desk. I mean, you haven't done anything yet because you're worried, right? You're worried something's going to happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and you know, there's people out there. She said somebody tried to kill Lucius? Uh-huh. Like, what if somebody? What if somebody's watching and waiting out there? What if they followed you? Uh, I don't think they would have followed us. We didn't come from the office. My initial reaction is to say, well, that's ridiculous. And then, like, a split second later, I'm like, it's not ridiculous. And I'll walk over to the window and look. <laughs> She pulled the correct string in Oswald's brain. <laughs> I think it's important that you come with us. That way you're not sitting in here by yourself with a basket waiting to get 
jumped while you're on your own. Yeah. If they're going to come after you, they, they can do it here just as easily as anywhere else. You're playing a little bit more into her fears, so I'd say you can give me an intimidate. Ugh. You want me to intimidate? You aid me? Sure. <laughs> 16. Got a 19 to aid. With the previous stalemate with the diplomacy, she does think about it and... <sighs> yep, and she'll step back and aside and here's the basket. Um, I I'll guess... Carry it if you want. <laughs> yes, please. my first basket I've carried. <laughs> it's not even my second basket I've carried. We got to make a stop first, but no, no, we're going to go. <laughs> we'll go straight to bold requisition. Yeah, like, first. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> sit in the car. Yeah. <laughs> sit in the car in this parking lot with the basket on your lap. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> we're just going to go. Uh, You're not going to bring her on the stakeout? <laughs> no, maybe, but not with the basket. No, no, she she is the stakeout. We're not bringing. We're not going to bring her on the burglary. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll we'll go to bold requisitions HQ first. Yeah, yeah, we can call ahead and tell Barry we're coming. Bring in company. I'm sure Barry and Lauren have exchanged semi formal correspondence before, since they're both in that kind of role for their respective companies. It is a bit of a drive. Uh, not, of course, you guys have been driving all day, uh, <laughs> but it's not necessarily. <laughs> that hard it's about an hour or so to get to bold requisitions about half an hour to get back with yeah. afternoon traffic barry and gore will look very surprised to see lauren come in as lauren will wave and hey gore and <laughs> lauren she will compliment his shoes and he'll <laughs> he'll be uh watching oswald with a basket of like are you kidding me we got another one no it's hers well it's matilda's they haven't opened it yet so don't open it yet yeah Barry, do you have a good spot we can put this where it won't get messed with? Make sure Cobbler doesn't get at it. Cobbler's a good boy. He's not going to open a bottle of wine. He he might break the seal on the, you know, messing around with stuff. Uh, but Barry will carefully grab it from you, Oswald, and I'll find a place for this. Thank you, Barry. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, Barry will give you both a very concerned look because it's very clear that you guys are bandaged. <laughs> <laughs> And we, and we don't have Lucius War 4s with us. <laughs> I mean, how much am I supposed to assume as, like, not even the most senior employee reporting to Lucius that he actually tells his people what's going on? Like, this is not my job, man. <laughs> we left yesterday, the four of us. We come back, two of us with a basket and Lauren. <laughs> and we're bandaged up. That's right. We found somebody selling magic beans, and we traded Lucius for them. <laughs> Gore would uh, tell Lauren to, uh, yeah, hang out in the conference room. Barry, we're going to go get coffee. <laughs> yeah. That was always allowed. <laughs> uh, Gore, before you go, did you get any more information on um, the other two companies? So when you hear back from them on those. Okay. The, the drone shop and the um, instruction company. Daybreak Modifications and Crossman Construction. Yes, thank you. I haven't heard too much back from him yet. Okay. Um, I guess it was just this morning you called us. <laughs> I have traced, though, that Crossman Construction was tied with Madame Sangari. In the last house war? Uh, yeah, it was one of the one of the subsidiary companies that she had a controlling stake in. Who, who has it now? Yeah, she lost the house war, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, she lost the house war to Avori. Okay, so Avori owns it. Avori, before he died, had put everything in his lawyer's name in the event that he lost the war, so Sangari couldn't have it. And, and, and who was his lawyer? <laughs> Xavier Estable. Okay. Thank you, Gore. All you right. can go get some coffee now. Hell yeah. It's a pleasure meeting you, Lauren. Are you going with him? <laughs> uh, she'll sit down and, uh, um, no, no, I think I'll, I think I'll just wait here for now. I've got to send Matilda a very long message. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, if we have a spare room, could we set it up for her? She's going to be staying the weekend. Uh, yes, absolutely. And he'll, he'll ask, do you, do you guys have a plan on when you're coming back? No. <laughs> tomorrow, maybe? We're we're hoping to be back, yeah, tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> Very well. So, yeah, we will set up a room for her. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll head back to the wrecker. <laughs> yeah. You'll see Gore happily walking down the street typing away on his phone as he'll take a left to go get coffee at the local Bah Humburger. Oh, 
Ah, that's not the right place to get coffee from, Gore. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> we have a good bears before we get out of here. Weren't they, weren't they closing up? Because they were worried about the, the house war? No, um... That's right. Sure. Let's, let's get dinner at Goodberries. Okay. Sabrina and Vesper will be definitely a little, conf not confused, but surprised to see you guys here this late. Mm-hmm. As they will hand you for the first time that you've ever seen the dinner menu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking it over trying to find the omelet section. <laughs> if you guys say you want an omelet, they'll make one. I'd like the biggest steak they got. <laughs> they can do that. Awesome. Thank you. I'm trying to think about like what kind of diner dinner Oswald would be inclined towards. Between burgers, grilled fish. You see it's, I mean, they are halflings. So it's a lot of the halfling cuisine that you're used to from your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Various kind of savory pies. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get some kind of pie, some kind of savory pie, like with some kind of curry inside it. Okay. Sabrina won't ask any questions, but she'll bring over food and place hot sauce and drinks. and. <laughs> Everything okay here, Sabrina? Yeah, so far everything's been fine. It's been pretty quiet. It's good. We're, we're trying to keep it that way. I don't know if we're succeeding. I don't know. A little worried about the, uh, the Zaman kind of crackdown or lockdown. We'll have to wait till that's over, I guess, to get the kids back. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that sucks. I didn't even think about that. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, I guess they they just left today, though, right? Today? Yesterday? I don't even know what day it is. Yes, had Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it ends up being a problem, let me know. I can I can talk to my folks. They work for from on air. Maybe they can do something. Maybe we can find some kind of alternate flight or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep that in mind. Where's uh, everybody else? Still up north. They're, they're working. We got we got more work on our plate than we can handle. So we're doing multiple things at once. Me and Keegan are down here checking out some leads on a different job. Okay. A lot of a lot of driving. <laughs> <laughs> driving. Do you guys finish up your meal? They'll give you a to-go bag with some fries and sauces. Thank you. It's getting close to the end of the night, and there's some leftover ones, so rather see them go to good use. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and a couple of large coffees if you guys are going back into the city for work. Yep. Fantastic. I'll take that coffee. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Crunchy. I'll, like, shout back to the kitchen. <laughs> hey, Karashi. He'll lean back and, yeah! <laughs> yeah, and we could probably send a text to Lucius saying you know something like yeah just giving him an update on what happened with the vi stuff right saying matilda's out of town she's investigating some shrine in the north with a friend we don't know who they do they did get a basket but they haven't opened it yet the basket and matilda's assistant lauren are now at boulder acquisitions hq yeah <laughs> back yep. on the road i guess <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun jazz. Can't believe we've been doing this for a year now. Uh, anyways, thanks so much. Uh, our opening and closing is by Nylor, the dweller on the threshold. You also heard drifting, as well as the fun phone sound was from Mabel Amber from Pixabay. Alright, bye!